meeting today's challenges with yesterday's experiences. Senior Wisdom is your opportunity to take in wisdom gained by our elderly population and apply this insight to your own life. It's a time machine of sorts, sending you back to challenges of pre-millennia days and places that stretch across the globe. Following a regular PSA test, the doctors reported to Joel Sean that he had prostate cancer and this cancer was aggressive. After removing the prostate, 12 months passed with no issue until his PSA test indicated the cancer was coming back. He has taken drugs and weathered 37 days of radiation. Joel has self-reflected on his life experiences since he learned of his cancer condition. Life is not a static event, he says. He has realized that trying to change people to what may help them in their lives doesn't really work, even when done out of love. It's better to remain quiet. Joel emphasizes that it is best to resolve past interpersonal issues by owning up to them by apologizing and asking for forgiveness. It is also important to take these same lessons and move on from there, not continue the same behavior. Today, Joel wants to feel that he has a clean slate when it's time to say goodbye. Senior Wisdom is ready to share another golden nugget. So adjust the volume on your laptop or handheld device and soak in to a conversation with Joel Sean. Well, today I sit with Joel Sean, who lives off of an old country road called Cooper, and I believe his road is Harmony Ridge Road, and it's a beautiful place here. I'm surrounded by, by some very tall pine trees, some oak trees, and who knows what else out there. They're very big. Joel, how are you today? I'm fine, thank you. Well, I'm, I'm so happy that you give me the opportunity to come into your home and talk about your experiences in life and, and how they have brought you to today with great wisdom. Can I ask your age? 78. 78 years old. In those 78 years, I'm sure you've, you've experienced a lot of things. Uh, you shared with me that oh, a while ago you, you did find that you were experiencing uh, cancer. It's something you had to deal with. Mm -hmm. uh, what, how did you come about recognizing that was the issue? <laughs> it's called a doctor. <laughs> so you had some symptoms. Uh, <clears throat> I had a regular P PSA test on my blood, and uh, it started elevating, and they did several biopsies, that is, over time, and finally the doc found it. What's, I mean, I, I cannot imagine what that would be like. What's the emotional response that you felt when when you sat down with your doctor and found that that you in fact did have uh, cancer well at first it seemed like it was uh, sort of a normal event in aging uh, that a lot of people get it um, and that they can generally deal with it and dealing with it depended upon you know what you wanted to do as a patient partly you could have have your prostate surgically removed you could have radioactive pellets implanted called seeds in your, in your prostate, or you could have it radiated. My doc suggested based on the biopsy of the sample that was taken that was cancerous, was that it be surgically removed. So that's what we did. Did that take a long period of time to get to that point, to have uh, that operation? Not really. I, in fact, it seemed more like it was a, there was a backup in the line to get to the front to get the operation done. Because between diagnosis and surgery, there was like two and a half months. 
So I, in the meantime, went to the uh, University of California Medical Center in San Francisco, talked to the young up-and-coming guy there and said, you know, what do you think? And he said, you know, you're doing the right thing. And I said, then what interested me was, I said, do you want to see the tissue samples after it's removed? And he said, no. He said, the PSA is not a reliable test. He said, but once your prostate is removed, it becomes a very reliable test. He says, and we're interested more in where your PSA goes after surgery than looking at the historical thing that came out. But for me, the scary part was that I... Uh, there are various ways of rating the, the, the kind of tumor that I had, and I was a real lucky guy because I got the highest numbers possible on aggressiveness. And so it meant that uh, they were not sure whether or not when they took it out they got it all or that it had metastasized. It sounds like your timing was, was good, though. They, they were able to get it in time. to. Well, uh, that's not true. <laughs> oh, it's not? Oh, tell me more. Because um, the PSA went down, went to zero after they took it out. And then within about a year, my PSA started rising again. So from that, so they did everything that they normally do. They did bone scans and, and all the usual tests. And they couldn't locate it any place in my body. It wasn't in my lymph nodes. It wasn't in my bones, but the PSA said it was there. So now we get into the guessing game of medicine, and they said that um, most likely, if there was a reoccurrence, which is what the PSA indicated, I was going to be subject to radiation on the prostate bed. And that was a guess, that that's where it was. Otherwise, they had no way of knowing where it was in my body. So I went through 37 days of radiation on the prostate bed. And uh, bottom line was, they didn't get it. So the count remained to be so I, relatively high. I still high. have prostate cancer. Oh, okay. At at this moment, it still lives within me. Oh, okay, and you. <laughs> it's uh, having a good time. And you were having a life, actually. Yeah. Well, there's a drug. I'm on a, a drug that I don't recommend to anybody who wants to enjoy their life. I have two friends who were on the same drug and said, "I ain't taking this anymore. I'd rather die than continue." Oh, that's awful. Than get yeah. the side effects from this thing. So, well, that much must uh, carry with it some depression on your part. Well, the drug itself is a it will bum you out <laughs> in style. Uh, it is it does make you depressed. The worst, it you, you become very a lot total loss of energy. And the worst part is that, and I don't know how to describe this psychologically, but basically. You don't feel like you're in your body. You feel like somebody else is running the body and Joel isn't there. Is it almost as if you're in a, you know, a sleep? You're, you're sort of no, walking half asleep? No, no, you just, you feel detached. There's a certain detachment that doesn't. And so therefore you've got no, from my perspective, at least for me, the quality of life was lousy. Mm -hmm. It lasts for about a month to six weeks after you get the shot. But so far... I'm having a, right now, the circumstances that will call another shot, I've had several in the past, but right now I haven't had a shot for a year. Oh, wonderful. And that's, yeah, my body seems to be doing some crazy stuff that's good for a change. <laughs> well, well, that's great. I suppose you've spent a lot of time reflecting, reflecting back to uh, what it's all about. You know, uh, where do you go from here? What are your thoughts on that? Well... For me, and I don't, I, you know, I don't, I don't know what it's like for other people, but for me, I have a internal dialogue 
that goes on. And it's mostly questioning myself about the past and also about things that are happening now. I have found that I have less to say to people about what I think about what they're doing or what, including my kids, because I have a sort of a, an internal monitor that says, is this going to make things better or not? <laughs> if it's not going to make things better, we're not, I'm not saying anything. Oh, so if your words would make it better or not, your comments? I'm thinking of whether or not, if I said as an example, if I said to my son, whatever it is that the issue is at hand, do I think he's going to be happier after he hears what I have to say? Or is he going to get pissed off at me? And if I think that it's not, or is it going to make a, cha- is it going to make a difference that's worthwhile? I mean, we're not here to, at least from my perspective, I'm here to, if I can, to help, not to make things worse. <laughs> and if, I've, if my analysis of what it is that's going on at the time is such that I don't want to, I, I, I'd be better off saying nothing, then that's what I'm going to do. Hey, I suppose, uh, I mean, we all deal with these family situations yeah. and, and friendships that we have where we're sharing stuff that we may or may not disagree, may or may not disagree with somebody else. But if it's, I suppose, given as this is just an opinion, you can take it or leave it. That's, that's not the important part. The important part is we share it. So you have a choice of maybe accepting it and making some change or, or not, but it's your okay. choice. I suppose listening to some of your comments probably would be a rather effective, good way, as long as it's pref- you know, if it's prefaced beforehand, with it, you're not, you know, test, you know, sending something down somebody's throat, and mm-hmm. they have to accept it. Well, that would be different. What I find is that um, it's not so. It's just what what if it creates an atmosphere between the two of you that's not good, then. I don't want to say it. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I may, it may not be, I'm not trying to run anything down anybody's throat. It's just, I don't want to say something where you, you're going to get pissed off at me. Right. Yeah, I can understand that. So really, it sounds like uh, you're making uh, real efforts to live in the present, be here right now with whatever is going on. Well, that's, that's more on the internal level than trying to, than dealing with other people as far as, as, far as my own life and how I, how I live it. I've had a spiritual teacher for the last seven, seven, eight years, something like that. And one of the things that's come out of our exchanges and my understanding of what, what I need to do in order to live a better life and to have joy and love in my life every day is to not get hung up on the past or the future, but to just enjoy where I am now. And that there's, there are very few things I can make any difference about. Uh, you know, I'm not going to change the weather. <laughs> I'm not going to make the sun come up any sooner. And I'm not going to, I don't want to spend my efforts on things I have no control over. I think it's coming to the realization that you have no control that's important because in that process, you find that all the things that you've done 90% of the time in your life, which is either trying to control your kids or trying to control your wife or trying to control the people who work for you, is a useless effort. They're going to change if they want to change, and you're not going to change them. And just leaving it alone and letting it be is better than trying to spend a lot of effort on telling them or trying to make things right for them, even though they're done out of love ain't going to work. 
Yeah. I, again, I, <laughs> I see that in my own family. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's when do you say something and, and when don't you? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's better that maybe people just go ahead and do something you, that at least I've thought they may find that it's a bit rocky on the other side. Mm-hmm. But when that happens, I'm still there. Mm-hmm. I'm not going away. Right. And just like you haven't gone away. And, and so uh, you end up <coughs> supporting them anyhow, even without. Right. You know, that. And, so I, I, and I think it's also important, if you can, to be an example for them um, and to not, um, to not make your life their life. <laughs> you, you've gone through some of the harder health experiences and continue to. You've reflected back on the kinds of engagement you want to have with family and friends. What's the wisdom that you're, you're really projecting to everyone? Uh, I, I think really you need to take a look at yourself and your life, that it's not a, it's not a static event and that there's, an, there's a value in looking back and trying, if you can, to see whether or not it's what you wanted and would want today, what you did back then. And at that point, maybe it's time to start asking people for some forgiveness and also for you to apologize for what you did and to acknowledge that you, know, you did something that isn't something you want to be remembered for. <laughs> and I think it's also important to take the lesson and move on from there. That is, not, not repeat the same bad conduct, not say the nasty things you did, not to try and, again, the control issue, not to try and get involved in somebody's life in a way such that you're not helping them. You're just doing more damage. One of my goals in life is to hopefully, when the time comes to leave this planet, (laughs) is to feel like I'm leaving clean, that I don't have any dirty stuff around, I haven't taken many messes I haven't cleaned up, and there's not dirty stuff around that I need to get rid of. So, Well, there seems to be great benefit to uh, the time you're spending now in not only reflecting, but but actually taking steps to do just that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I can tell you that I, I am as happy as happy can be. <laughs> well, you certainly look that way. That's notwithstanding the fact that I, I'm in renal failure right now. I, um, I, I have a machine in the bedroom that every night cleans my blood for me so that I can get up and have a day like today. But it's all part of life. I don't, you know, I don't. It's not dragging me down. It's not making me poor me. It's not making me say, how come I got it and you don't? It's just part of it, and, and that's okay. Well, I'll tell you, it, it feels very special that you allowed me into your home under these circumstances to share what you've shared today, and I thank you for that. You're and welcome. I, I thank you for, uh, for being in, on uh, Senior Wisdom, and, and best of luck. There's always a thing called miracles. It can happen. Oh, I, I have no doubt. See you.